Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Some very interesting things have been happening in Web3 over the last couple days, weeks or so, but definitely today is just one of those days when there's so much things coming out, various CEOs from different brokerages, different projects, and influential people in the space have been weighing in on everything that's going on with the markets right now. I was in a space for four, five, six hours or so, and it was just so much great value in that space, I could not leave it. There was so much discussion going back and forth. So I decided to just bring you into the conversation from that space because although there were 1,500 people in that space, I don't think everyone, I don't think the majority of people that will be listening to this were in that space. So I can pretty much repeat everything I said without fearing that I'm going to bore you with the same old content. Obviously, everything that's going on in the markets right now leads no introduction. What happened to Luna and stablecoins and the market as a whole has just been sending shockwaves through every investor in every field. Even people that don't have any money invested into crypto, NFT, have been looking and speaking about this space. And it brings me to a quote that I love to say during these times, and it is, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, and good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times. So how does that apply to this? Well, as far as hard times creating strong men, what we're seeing right now, everything with the financial markets going up and down, people are losing money, and it's just a very stressful time. These would be considered hard times. And as far as the strong men that will come out of it, these are all the solutions that will be birthed out of this whole debacle. And this is the environment that entrepreneurs are built for. They thrive in solving real-world problems for people. And I know a lot of people want to jump ship from everything right now as far as Web3, crypto, NFTs and everything and just run back to the old way of doing things. However, remember, there is a reason why we are here in Web3 to begin with. Unless you're someone that just jumped in literally because a barber or someone told you that you can make a lot of money in this space and you just recklessly jumped in. However, even if that is the case, this is a great time to learn sometimes. These hard times create strong men because solutions will be birthed out of it and we can learn from that. But what that actually does is those solutions then turns to the good times, which leads to more speculation and the cycle starts all over again. People just jumping in, the market going up and then it crashes and then the cycle starts all over. So that is really what we've been going through. That is nothing new. And what really got me into finance to begin with was the Enron scandal that happened right at the end of the dot-com bubble being popped. I was a little bit too young to really appreciate all the nuances that went on with all the dot-coms in the early 90s. However, by the time Enron came around, that was towards my high school going into college years, and it really gave me a fascination of the financial markets, especially after watching this documentary called The Smartest Guys in the Room, which broke down the entire thing as far as what went on with the CEO and the CFO, how they went to jail, the chairman of the board, all of that stuff, and just how they duped the entire financial market. They were working with banks and all those different things. Very interesting. So when the financial crisis of 2008 rolled around... The interesting thing about that is if you really study all the trail and understanding, a lot of those people that created those crises in the earlier 2000s, they ended up working for the banks that then created the mortgage crisis and everything that happened in 2008. And that was the hard times that birthed Bitcoin. This whole Web3 thing, the blockchain and everything, that was when these coders that were starting to 
understand that, yes, this whole financial system has issues, the whole monetary policy, all this stuff is pretty reckless. And that's where Bitcoin were the birth from. Those cypherpunks, if you will, whatever you want to call them, the coding community, they decided to get together. They started doing all this blockchain stuff, verifying, creating a trustless system, which we now know as Bitcoin. That happened in 2009. But here's where things get really interesting for me. I've been doubting fiat currencies and all that stuff and how those markets actually work since about 2011 or so. However, when I first heard about Bitcoin, I had no interest in it. I thought it was just a speculative playground, if you will, some coders messing around with some things, and it was just funny money. But what we're seeing right now, it really shows how, quote unquote, funny money is in the sense that once you peg certain things that have a fluctuating value to what should be a stable coin, then you could easily end up with this, quote unquote, death spiral that we've been seeing as far as when one thing goes down, it drags everything else down with it. And we think of the offline market. A lot of people are using this time to get spooked and move all of their money back into fiat, as in US dollars, euros, pounds, whatever they might have uh, their native currency in, and just get out of financial markets altogether. But understanding that the reserve currency of the world is the US dollar, and it props up all the other currencies in the world for the most part. Now that Russia got themselves into trouble, they're not really doing that and they're doing a lot of their trading in rubles and so forth. But generally speaking, 90 plus percent of all countries have their currency backed by the US dollar. So when the US starts to print out trillions of dollars, such as what we have seen over the last couple of years for those stimulus packages during COVID relief and all that, and I understand it helped a lot of people. However, there is consequence. There is ramifications and repercussions for all of those things. And people just don't even understand this. I did an episode earlier when I actually broke down what a trillion is. So I'll just throw it in here just in case you missed that episode. But just so we can comprehend what a trillion is, I'm going to use seconds because we can all understand seconds. We don't really understand trillions of coins or trillions of dollars. And this is actually important to understand how much money is being thrown around. And even when we're looking at these coins that are now on the market, and some of them even like Luna and those, we're talking about billions and trillions. Most people just don't even understand that. They're talking about, oh, well, hopefully things go to a dollar or even a cent. Well, we'll be rich in that case. But understanding the concept of how far that actually has to go, if that thing ever rises up to the value where it used to be with the amount of coins that's on there now, it's going to surpass Bitcoin. Now, this is not saying go invest in it. It's just saying that so many coins were printed during all of this debacle that it created just a crazy spiral. That's why Luna crashed and dragged down the entire market with it. I'm simplifying it, but just going through a lot of things, but going through the whole thing that I was actually just going to say. A million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 31 years. And a trillion seconds is 31,000 years. So that is just something that most people can't even comprehend how large a trillion is. So when you're talking about a trillion tokens being on the blockchain or a trillion dollars being printed for stimulus or whatever it might be, that is such a large number. Sure, we can say trillion, but we can't really fully comprehend what that looks like. So when people are just ready to pack up and run back to the old system, I would highly advise that you just Use the time to do some research because those solutions that are going to be coming out of these downtimes and this crazy world we're in right now is what's going to lead to the great businesses of tomorrow. And I've said this many times, most of the Fortune 500 companies that are in the US, they were born during a recession. So bad times lead to good times. The decisions that are made during these times is what's going to really set up 
the next generation of businesses or investors and individuals to prosper in the future. And it is absolutely painful to see everything that has happening. And I know I try to move on from this, but it is just such a dominant part of the conversation of everything that's going on around Web3 right now that is very hard to escape it. I was supposed to be a part of a couple spaces and conversations around various games and things. And even that uh, certain people would thought that, well, it wasn't appropriate based on what's going on right now in the markets and so, so many people are hurting. So it's very hard for me to just to avoid that. I would love to speak about all the fun things and everything, but this is such a big elephant in the room, the big ape in the room that it really has to be addressed. And education is by far the most important part. It does not cost you thousands or millions of dollars just to research, see what's going on and understand what's going on. Because I remember in 2008, when the financial markets were crashing, and that's really what got me into really understanding stocks and how all this monetary policy and the US dollar and foreign currencies and everything, I'll never forget my stepfather had said, well, great, those bankers are so greedy that I hope the market goes to zero. And I remember looking at him and said, I don't think you really understand the significance of what you're actually saying, because if the market goes to zero, that's going to affect everybody. He says, I don't have any money in it. So I said, well, you're getting ready to retire, right? Where do you think your pension is? And he paused. He didn't say anything else because at that time, we really realized that although people had their pensions and stocks and mutual funds and all these different things, they didn't fully understand the implications of where money is going or how these pensions are going to be paid and what have you. And it's the same thing that happens with crypto. They just put their money into wherever the news is saying. And sure, in the case of a pension, the union or whoever is managing that money. But think of it this way. A lot of the times when people put their money onto exchanges and they throw it into different things, although they're the ones who are physically or manually making those trades to try to take it to the moon and get rich, it is being held at an exchange that can do all sorts of crazy things that we've seen recently, whether it be delist a coin, stop trading, and freeze funds or whatever it might be. And then that ends up affecting people that never fully understood what they were getting into. They just happened to pop into a Twitter space or read a blog or something that told them to invest in this. Put your coins here because it is 99.999% down and it's only to the moon from here. And sure, some of those people that actually did that, they ended up making a lot of money when it started to pump a little bit. But what did they do? They ended up flipping right out of it and left everybody else that came in late on that advice with the bag. So understanding that when we're talking about trillions, okay, for something to really go up to a dollar or even go back to where it was, moving trillions of coins up to that value is just astronomical. You can't even comprehend what that really means. So again, do your research and understand that all the craziness that we see right now, it is a part of the growing pains. However, Going back to fiat currency and running away from the space altogether is not the answer either because the same problems that happened in Luna and happened with this market is actually there. The only difference is that the government by law is there to try to stabilize that system. But the only thing that is backing the US dollar, the pound, or any other currency for any country is the fact that the that within those borders, it is a law that that currency must be accepted. And if people were not forced to accept that as payment, they would probably lose faith in that currency as well. Because after all, what keeps the governments running is that national currency. That is how they're paying all their workers. That is how they're paying their armies to fight wars. That is how they're doing all sorts of things that keeps them into control. And without that particular currency, things just 
basically fall into a feudal system where the strongest survive and they start to fight each other off and all sorts of things. And again, I'm not trying to uh, turn this whole thing into a discussion about Mad Max or whatever, but really the government has an incentive to make sure that that currency is accepted. But what it comes down to is complete faith in that currency. There's really no gold, silver, no bitcoins, no land. There is nothing backing currencies. And even when I was in that space, I heard a lot of people coming up and they're saying, well, you know, there is so much speculation in this space. And yes, that is true. And they're saying that, you know, people are only coming into this stuff because they want to make money. I disagree with that point, however, because a lot of people are not necessarily coming into this space to make money. Even myself, for example, for years, I've been hearing that, yes, come into this space. There's so much money to make. And because it sounded like a speculative play, just a complete lotto ticket, I wanted nothing to do with that. I said, you know what? I want to see balance sheets. I want to see fundamentals and all these different things. And that is when I'll get into it. And my friends that were trying to get me in it for years, as I said, although they were making money, I said, well, that's no different than just betting on a horse. You just happen to be winning. But I know if I get into this thing, I could lose and I can't afford to lose that money. So I need to understand exactly what I'm betting on, why this is a good investment and not just a crapshoot or a random strike of lightning that just happens to be working for you. Is this something that is scalable or repeatable and documentable, teachable, if, if, if these are uh, real words, uh, documentable? But that's what I wanted to know before I jumped into the space. And what actually dragged me into the space, if you listen to this podcast, I've said it many times, but if this is your first experience, I want to thank you for listening to this. However, what dragged me into Web3, the blockchain, crypto, everything, it was NFTs understanding that this is a digital collectible that I can get and it cannot be copied. It can be authentic. It can be tracked, the trail or the proof of ownership. And this is not something that can be right-clicked and saved. And then some of these have utility will get me into events, get me into social groups. And since there's a limited number, unlike currency, it can't just be printed off in the trillions or whatever it might be. This is something that can have value in the future because let's say there's only 10,000 quote-unquote tickets to whatever community it is, if 100,000 people want to get into that community, the laws of supply and demand take over and the price of that goes up. Now, that is not a speculative play in the sense of, oh, I'm just buying this for the simple fact that the value is going to be there. I was buying this because I like collecting things. And that's how I got into the space. So it was nothing about money. It just so happens to be in the process, I discovered that there is a potential to make money with this stuff. But from day one, I was looking at this from fun. Then I started to look at this. Well, how could this affect a business? How could businesses use this blockchain technology to make products and services more trustworthy and authentic? How can this benefit the consumer? How can this benefit business to business transactions? And that's how I started to look at this stuff. So when it comes to ecosystems that we've seen with Luna and various companies, I was like, wow, this is really interesting, the things that they're doing. Now, unfortunately, that particular project just went completely sideways. Their CEO hasn't really said much to uh, address the issue or even a plan going forward. And these are just some scary and shaky times. However, just as with anything, I started off with this whole thing saying that hard times build strong men. Of course, that is a quote, but that's not just strong men. We're talking about children, women, businesses, teams, you name it. These growing pains that we're going through right now are going to present all those opportunities and everything. So as hard as it is, I mean, this is no fun to go through all of this stuff. And I know a lot of people are losing money. However, I think this is a great time to really educate ourselves on the space, see what's going on, 
really dive into the quote unquote boring part of things and understanding why did so many people lose money? What went wrong here? How can we build systems and businesses and solutions to avoid this from happening in the future? And what are the signs that we could possibly look for? And yeah, that is not the fun speculative rocket ship to the moon that we, a lot of us came into this space seeing. However, that is necessary. That is just a part of life. It is the cycles of business. Every economy, every civilization goes through these points and that's not going to change. So a lot of people have a really bitter taste about everything that's going on in Web3. But considering that we were moving at such a fast pace because this is a growing space. And you talk to those people, the 2008 crash, the 2017 crash, the dip in the beginning of 2020, and what we're seeing right now really is nothing new. It's just that, unfortunately, a lot of people came into the space at the peak during the NFT craze and then decided to flip out into coins and do all sorts of other things and then suffered a great deal when everything crashed. So this is a great reminder to not risk money that you absolutely need right away. And also a warning to say there's sometimes when the fundamentals, you can understand the model of a business and everything. However, the market is just so panicked and crazy that everything is crashing. That doesn't necessarily mean that this is a bad investment or a bad time to be in that project or a business even. It could just literally be fear, uncertainty, and doubt, FUD, that is causing the price and the value to go down. And some people who are willing to weather the storm, just like as we saw with all those people that were buying up all those foreclosed houses at the end of the 2008 crash, 10 years after the fact, that portfolio is worth so much money. With that said, I am not advising you to go in and buy anything. I'm not telling you to, uh, quote unquote, buy the dip or sweep the floor or whatever. I'm just saying, do your homework, understand history. And I'll just close out by throwing in another quote. It is always the darkest before the dawn. Now, I don't know if that is exactly true, at least from a scientific standpoint, but you understand what it is. It is dark and then that light starts to break through. So as countless people are exiting right now, I hope you stay the course, understand, even if you don't put down another dollar, just really stay, educate, explore the space. And if you see a problem, see how you can come up with a solution. After all, this is nifty business, right? Not all about speculation. We're creating real world value using blockchain technology, NFTs, crypto, and everything that is encompassing Web3. So even in these times, I absolutely appreciate every single person that is still listening to this content and not just sick of hearing all of this stuff. And I hope that we continue to learn and build Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.